0: Good morning, and welcome to Grind, Grace, and Growth. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. here on Super Talk 103.3 FM. Each day we wake up to start the daily grind, and we try to do everything with grace for the goals of growth. Brought to you or sponsored by Brad Bearfield, Shelter Insurance, The Rock House Gun and Pawn, The Back Porch of Meridian, and the Family Flea Market on B Street. I'm Shelley Hotchkiss Whitehead, General Manager of Super Talk Meridian. And today, I have a very new friend of mine that I met at our recent event called Live at the Temple. She was actually one of the performers and collaborators. Her name is Alana, like Alana Banant. wait, Elena Bana, Alana Banan- Alana <laughs> Banan- oh my gosh, <laughs> it's such a Tuesday. Anyways, but anyways, so Elena. wait, no. Alana but- all right. Tell me, I'm so sorry. It is one of those days, and apparently I cannot pronunciate your name correctly, and you've done it, and you said it to me three times, and I keep screwing it up. So tell us your name. Alana. 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 Alana.
1: Alana. Banana. Banana Banana, Alana. Oh,
0: my gosh. (laughs) Anyways, but you are also known as Sparrow Broughton on YouTube and Facebook and Spotify. So that is, I don't want to call it your stage name, but it is your performer name and you are country music, songwriter. Tell me a little bit about your musical history.
1: Uh, A little bit more rock than country. Um, My dad is a blues musician. And so my favorite lullabies as a child were um, like Magic Woman and Stairway to Heaven. So uh, I've tried to sing some country songs and there's some that I really love, but it's hard to switch into that gear. I love blues and rock and I do some country but it probably sounds more like rock
0: or southern rock I guess yeah, maybe
1: southern rock
0: yeah. so Sparrow performed at live at the temple a couple weeks ago which was super talk meridians it's our best first big kind of concert that we help collaborate with the temple theater as a fundraiser for the temple and the temple theater initiative and we had 25 artists that were on stage it was amazing we We raised a pretty good amount of money, and if it weren't for the artists, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So I want to know about your experience or what you felt about Live from the Temple.
1: Well, it was a long day. It was. It was a long day, but when I left, I felt energized just from getting to be around other singers, songwriters. It was—it's also— I've been playing long enough now that I don't really have nerves. But um, performing original music or performing in front of other really talented musicians, I felt like I was on another planet for just a little bit. And then, you know, then it, then you, the song starts and everything's okay. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was so exciting to get to stand on that stage and see what all the other performers have seen when they stand on that stage. The light fixture is just gorgeous. The whole theater is absolutely beautiful and just steeped in history. I was in heaven.
0: Well, Sparrow, you are new, kind of new back to the area and new to performing. And the week before Live from the Temple, Um, or maybe it was the Friday before. Was it the Friday before Live from the Temple? You were on stage with Locke Thornton at Full Moon on 5th. And I had heard you and I said, she's on our docket for Live from the Temple. And I said, I had no idea that she was this amazing. And I've had several people after Full Moon on 5th just say, I cannot believe you got Sparrow on stage. How'd you get to her? She's been so hard to get a hold of. And I was like, I asked her, I asked her to come play. And she did. And Lyle played with you and y'all were fantastic. And you rocked out live from the temple. So tell me about the Thank songs you. that you sang at live at the temple and tell me about, well, first let's talk about full moon on fifth. How did you get hooked up with Locke?
1: Locke played with us in a band. Um, okay, so a little bit of history. For me um, I grew up with my dad he's a musician and his brother plays guitar and then I got married and moved away very young and and moved back about 10 years ago 10 or 11 years ago and um, met my husband now well I knew who he was before but he was he's nine years older than me so when I left when I was 16 he was way too old for me then but you know that changes. <laughs> that changes as sixteen, seventeen years goes by. Um, so um, we played in a band. Uh, he he actually helped me start a band. He asked me, "Do you want to start a band and center it around your voice?" And I'd never heard a greater compliment. This was
0: Locke or this was your husband? Lyle, my husband. My husband,
1: Lyle, sorry. Yeah, too many pronouns. (laughs) Uh, So Lyle asked me if I wanted to start a band, and we we weren't married yet. We started a band with some friends called Homemade Jam, and we played together for six, seven, eight years or so. And... Our guitarist for the band started a construction job. He'd had the same job since he was like 15, 16, and he started to do construction. And so sometimes he'd have to be gone when we had a a wedding scheduled or whatever event. And so we knew Locke. Um, My uncle is friends with Lee, and uh, one of our band members is friends with Lee. And now I'm friends with Lee. I love Locke's dad and mom. Um, And so we asked Locke if he would like to be our fill-in lead guitarist. And so he played several shows with us and just did amazingly. He was only—he couldn't even drive to our events and our practices. He was 15, (laughs) playing lead guitar for a band who'd been together for, you know, a a pretty long time. For a band,
0: wow, that's that's great, and I love to hear the history of the musicians and how you guys, you know, have seen him develop. And now he's in Nashville, and yes. you know, it's it's kind of neat to see you know each other evolve. And yes. at Live at the Temple, one of and you included said, Amy Lot actually said, it's just so good to be here with all these musicians and not be at a funeral.
1: Oh yes,
0: and I think to me that meant that this event. Meant more to the musicians than it did really anyone else.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And as I'm learning, developing my songwriting, I'm learning that, well, all musicians just love each other and like, y'all all just like to get together and jam and have fun. And it's really just about what comes out and the product and the great sound. And it's just, it's really neat. It's really neat to kind of be a part of the musician scene a little bit. I don't even want to say I'm a musician, but kind of have gotten to know you guys a little bit more. And you know get to work with you like on something we did a couple weeks ago
1: well we need you Um, you i mean we need you to help build the community here i don't want to have to go to new orleans to hear good music you can come right to meridian and walk around downtown get you a room at the three foot and just enjoy meridian's music and we need people like you to help us
0: build that well you're very very sweet but you know, I I look at people like Ken Rainey and the Jimmy Rogers Foundation and Arkita Ice House and the Brick House and the Temple Theater in Riley. But the type of music that we're talking about is more local, and we want to listen to local original music that really is from the soul that we know you, we can touch you. You're one of us, you know, and we want to help see you develop and thrive and bring you know, joy to our ears. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, but I was just blown away with the amount of talent. There was not one bad act at Live at the Temple. And everybody, I was just blown away. Every time somebody went on stage, I was like, oh my gosh, they sound amazing.
1: It was really good. I got to hear people who I haven't gotten to hear live, or you know, at least not recently. Several people I've never gotten to hear, and I can't wait to hear the recording again because I see these people in town, but we meet each other like ships passing in the night because I have a show, they have a show, and we try to catch as many and support as many local musicians as we can. But, you know, you have to rest some too.
0: Speaking of which, did you get your T-shirt the other night?
1: I did. I love it. It's so soft. Good.
0: I'm so glad. So we developed a T-shirt. It's the Live from the Temple T-shirt. And um, they're yellow. And and I wanted them to look like vintage rock and roll T-shirts, basically. So we still have some at the studio if you're interested in them. They're $20. So call the studio if you would like one, 601-693-1103. You still have time to purchase one before Christmas. I just had to put a plug in there. So tell me... Sparrow, what you're going to be working on over the next year?
1: Mm, over the next year. Okay. Um, well, I've got uh, several songs I'd like to record. I've got um, finally my musical life has come full circle, and my husband and I have formed a band with my dad, uh, his brother. My dad is Kent Sparrow. So if you guys follow any of the local Uh, Like the open mic night at News, you'll see my dad in his Waffle House hat. And (laughs) there's a story about how he got that Waffle House hat, too. (laughs) And his brother, David, they are both amazing blues musicians, just with a catalog of guitar licks. And you can just about ask my dad any song, and he can play it. My aunts owned the Chili House. I don't know if you were here when the Chili House was in Meridian. It was in a few different locations. My aunt caters some now. But when they owned the Chili House, they had this huge event. And they had sold tickets. A band was coming. And the lead guitarist couldn't make it. I don't know what happened, if he was sick or what. And so my aunt called my dad and asked him if he would play. With a band, he's never played before, and he did, and it just went great. So he's got this whole library of songs in his head, and we all write. My dad writes, I write, my uncle writes. So we've got a bunch of original music together, and that's a blues band, mostly. And we're trying to—my husband is— Kind of our circus master. So he's trying to organize the chaos and get us to learn enough songs that people know so we can do some weddings, you know, some soul songs and not just obscure blues. But I think Meridian's going to be a good place to play blues. People like it. Here. I
0: love the blues. I love <laughs> it. And uh, I think next time we do an event, um, I think we definitely need to in- incorporate more blues.
1: Okay. And we
0: definitely need a banjo. I love a banjo. <laughs> I love a mandolin. I love a fiddle. We definitely need yeah. to find some of those genres, more of the bluesy category, I guess you could say. So with it being Christmas time and now that we are all Maybe rested after live from the temple. Praise Jesus. Because it was a very long day. It was Thank for everyone. But you could have left if you wanted to. But I don't think, I anyone, wa- want to. I don't <laughs> think anyone wanted to leave. I couldn't leave because, you know, well, we were the show sponsor, toast, whatever. <laughs> but um, I will tell you, my feet hurt so bad after wearing those boots all day long. Oh, my gosh. I had to prop my feet up. And I think I slept that night for 12 hours straight. I was so <laughs> I tired. But... So with it being a Christmas spirit, and what is your, do you have a favorite Christmas song?
1: Um, Yeah, I have a couple. I can never pick just one favorite song, even by a band. I love Oh Holy Night. That's
0: my favorite. I was about to say. Oh, I love it. I love hearing it acapella. Okay. Can you sing it acapella? Sure. Do you want to? Sure,
1: I'd love to. You game for it? I'm ready.
0: All right, let's hear you, Sparrow.
1: All right.
2: And the soul felt its worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks the new and glorious morn fall on your knees born oh night divine oh night oh night
0: divine all right so Atlanta, that was absolutely gorgeous and i love it i always get chill bumps when i hear oh holy night but what what a meaningful song to Christians all over the world and really not just Christians I think humanity in general you know because so much can just be applied with oh holy night and you know the stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth like I mean it's just a graceful night it's going to be the most powerful most significant day for the rest of mankind for in Christianity really and you know Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior was sent here on this earth to forgive our sins and to help us you know get into heaven and that's how much our Lord Savior loves us as he gave Jesus Christ his only son to save our sins and I think when we take that away it's like oh my gosh God sent this person here for us to save us to help us forgive our sins and to learn grace really yes so, and I'm not a preacher, so just <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Um, no, me either. And and at that time, you know, you know, the Old Testament. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. I mean, there was so much tragedy, so much going on in the world. And you know, I love the Old Testament, the stories like Moses and everything. The you know, the ark and they're important. They are important. But you know, the things that people had to do to forgive yes. their sins, like sacrifice a goat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could only wear certain uh, types of fabric
0: i mean it was and we talk about modernization like jesus was like the first like let's like move forward with with humanity and and let's come into you know 80. yes (laughs) so we went from bc to 80. thank you to jesus's birth so moving on from there that's where we started really evolving i believe as mankind, as humans, and learning learning love and getting away from those cultures that were just constantly cruel, don't you yeah, think? absolutely. Because there was so much cruelty in the Old so Testament. Much,
1: yes, you had to do so much to earn God's grace and God's forgiveness, and now it's just free to everyone. It's free. It's free to all mankind.
0: Well, and, and I agree with that to a certain effect. But, you know, I also don't think that you can go out and be a murderer and then oh, just yeah. ask God to forgive you and you just get into heaven. Absolutely. You know, so absolutely. And we don't want to get too politico on that or, you know, True. too much re- religious. But um, so um, so long lay the world and sin and ever pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, we have this sense of hope, this sense of relief that God's here and he's going to take care of us um
1: that's my favorite line uh, Brene Brown is one of my favorite authors and she said something I don't remember if it was in a podcast or one of her audible books while I'm cooking in the kitchen I'll be listening to something if it's not music it's something on audible and she said uh you have to learn not to hustle so hard for your worth and I thought oh my god goodness I went to my therapist and told her that line she wrote it down and she was like say that again
0: you don't have to hustle so hard for your worth
1: to feel worthy
0: well and that's true and I think in this modern day society I feel like that all we do is hustle we don't stop I know I don't I know you don't and we're always trying, I always feel like, and maybe you feel this better. I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to better myself or do more for people or try to be a better person. And I think that's good. But I think we also have to learn to be content. Yes. And be happy to, in our place of where we're at and enjoy the hard work that we've done and just rest for a minute.
1: Yeah. I think that describes the name of your podcast.
0: Yeah. Grind, Grace and Growth, kind of. That's kind of the mentality of it and where it came from. Um, and I and I agree with that. Um, but, you know, constant growth is exhausting. Yeah. And so that's when you have to have grace. And so you're always grinding. Then you have to have grace while you're working and you're hustling all for growth. But when once you have that growth, enjoy it. Be content for a while.
1: Yes, there is no I'll be happy when. Grace is for right now for the moment it only exists in this moment we have to be happy now I think but but keep wanting to grow
0: well but grow in ways that are you know how you want to grow not how everyone else wants you to grow and I think that's where as women we sometimes get jaded is we're always taking care of people and we're taking care of everyone else but we have to grow as individuals for us to be able to take care of everyone we love we do and we have to be happy and content
1: Yes. Do you know how, I'm sure you. I'm not telling you anything when I tell you how male-dominated the music industry is.
0: Oh, absolutely. And the radio world.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I figured that. I never looked up the stats. I just happened to run across a Rolling Stone article that said 20% of performers and musicians are women.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. 12% are songwriters. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a grand conspiracy or anything. We're just busy. We're busy with kids and all the things that we are kind of expected to do by
0: societal norms absolutely
1: and then we start to expect uh, oh i'm the one who needs to make dinner thank god for a man who knows how to go to the grocery store and cook and cook i know goodness chris
0: is such a fabulous cook but i love to cook too i do too yeah. so sometimes we fight over who's gonna cook what <laughs> but do you want to hear a really funny story about yeah. cooking oh
1: yeah i love to cook so yes
0: so his birthday was this week and i tried to make him a three-layer german chocolate cake well it turned into a please do not dump me cake because your girlfriend <laughs> can't bake
1: oh no baking is different it's it
0: toppled it was like the leaning tower of pizza <laughs> like it went i was like oh my gosh I just spent how much? I mean, I probably spent 6 How did it taste,
1: though? Because my grandmother says it doesn't matter how it looks as it long as it tastes, tastes amazing. Okay, then it was perfect.
0: And in fact, I ate it for breakfast today, and my waistline is starting to <laughs> feel the effects of this holiday dinner, you know, couple of weeks. Because all I've done is eat and eat snacks and cranberry bliss bars from Starbucks next door and, you know, have fun with my friends. And so, but the cake was amazing. But like you said, baking is a different, it's an art
1: Yeah, and you have to be pretty exact on measurements, so it's an art and it's a science. It's It's not
0: a science I care to know much about.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather make gumbo and throw in a little of this.
0: Girl, I want to make meat protein. (laughs) Yeah. I want some steak or some snow crab or shrimp. Oh, that sounds good. So is there anything special that you cook for the holidays, like for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day?
1: Um. So, my, grand, my grandmother is 88. And what you said about all the food this time of year reminded me of something that she said to me the other day. Well, she said it a while back, and I've started to record everything she says and put it on TikTok. <laughs> and she says, she calls me Lana. Lana, everything that's any good is either illegal, immoral, or fattening. <laughs> So, yeah. I, I love, love it. I love to cook, and it's got to be fattening. The, um, her, I use her chocolate pie recipe, and her secret is you double the chocolate because they don't make it like they used to, and you double the butter, and you double the vanilla because it's not as strong as it used to be. <laughs> so I like to make her chocolate pie. If I have time, it takes time to stand over a double boiler and stir that chocolate pie until the chocolate finally thickens. But when it does, it's so worth it to eat all the fat and the calories.
0: Well, if you make that pie, would you please bring one by Super Talk.
1: Absolutely. I'm trying to bribe right now a sweet gentleman in Butler um, who sings O Holy Night at the Catholic Church, where my grandmother's Catholic. But my other grandmother, who's Baptist, used to take me every year to Midnight Mass, and he would sing O Holy Night. And his wife was my um, music teacher when I was a kid. I took piano, which I've forgotten most of that. But we would always go hear Mr. Donald and sing Oh Holy Night. And I told his wife that if he would sing i would make him a chocolate pie so i'll make i'll make more than one when i make them
0: well you need to make like 24 <laughs> okay <laughs> i like just make that your days goal to make like 24 and okay. then after you make those 24 pies it'll be for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn because you'll be done yes making those chocolate pies <laughs> and i'm going to be busy but you know with that line you know for yonder breaks and new and glorious morn that was the morning where christians could you know all of a sudden we have that new sense of peace just like you'll have that sense of rest when you're done making those chocolate pies yeah of relief <laughs> yeah we're using some analogies here. Peace on earth. We may be, we might be getting a little deep. <laughs> and then fall on your knees, which you will do after you're done making 24. I be very tired. <laughs> and then you'll probably have to take a nap and hear the angel voices. Right. And you'll sleep like that night divinely. Yes. <laughs> just like the night that Christ was born.
1: Just like that night.
0: But we are not trying to be facetious, but we are also using the analogy of just being tired and, and you know, having fun with this. And, you know, a holy night is still the best song i think that represents christmas it
1: does it's the best and i hate
0: i hate to say this but yes we do santa claus yes we do elf on the shelf but i hate the commercialization of christmas i hate it so i'm developing a new tradition this year for my kids and um we're going to do like a scavenger hunt each day like seven days before Christmas, and it's going to be an activity. So that's going to be part of their Christmas. I'm going to try to spoil my kids with activities and memories instead of material items.
1: Oh, that's so much better. Those are my best memories. My mom um, is she's such a she's such a giver. She teaches well. When she graduated, it was called special ed. I don't think it's yeah. called special ed anymore.
0: I mean, uh, special special, edu- needs? special needs, and then I've heard a new term. It's not called Handicapped. It is called...
1: Differently Abled?
0: Handicapable. Okay. Not Handicapped, Handicapable, but I don't
1: know. So, you know, you have to be a a special person to do do that. And uh, so she's always, at Christmas time, always doing something for somebody. So she would get me to... um, Uh, go with her to the nursing home. She'd have some little gift gift baskets made with just simple stuff like lotion and Kleenex, but things that, you know, they don't get to go to the Dollar General or whatever it was then, family dollar. (laughs) So those are some of my best memories of Well, I think
0: teaching children to pay it forward like that is something very, very important to teach the gift of empathy and compassion. And that's what Christmas is about. So in the seven days of Christmas adventure that we have, I mean, there's some fun things, but we're definitely going to include some goodwill-type stuff. You know, might even make them go ring a bell for the Salvation Army. I'll call him Mr. Roy Fisher over at the Salvation Army. He'll be like, my kids need to come ring a bell for you, okay? And I think that would be something good for them to do. It
1: is. It made me community-oriented. I mean, one of my other favorite things to do is our – little I live in Butler it's our little local Christmas parade it's great it's fun I teach yoga at a gym and so if if there's an event I try to show up and uh, we have chili and we walk around the town square and all I do is say Merry Christmas to the little kids and their faces just light up and you know I don't know if I would care about the community if I hadn't had my mom made yeah. me think about it when i was little so thought about
0: it my whole life well with live at the temple you're definitely one of the driving influencers of that event i appreciate you for that and you guys we're actually running out of time so make sure you guys go listen to sparrow um, broughton on spotify youtube and look her up on facebook she has a fantastic voice and a great story so you can download this podcast on anchor.fm and Spotify. You can also live stream grind, grace, and growth every Tuesday at 9. AM. And we just appreciate you being here today and make sure you listen to grind, grace, and growth every Tuesday at 9. AM. I will. Well, and thank you for sharing your voice and your talent with me today. Thank on, you so much. I, I just, I loved it. I'm going to have to record it and have my own special private hearing.
1: Thank you for promoting our, our music community.
0: Meridian. Well, it's, My pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.